What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! All aboard! I brought my pencil! What do you wanna do with your life? Walk on home, boy! Yeah! What's up, Deuterinos, and welcome back to Rank 'em All, the collaborative podcast where four, sometimes whoever, how many panelists sit down and go through some of our favorite bands or artists and go through their discographies, and we rank every one of those suckers, and we get all the songs, and that gives us the album ranks, and we figure out what albums are truly better than the other ones. Uh, today here on Rank 'em All, we are still continuing our Metallica trek. This is the first of the kind of the bonus episodes that we have here, is we're going to be going through not actual Metallica tracks. They're well-known as a pretty much glorified cover band, and they wear that badge of, of honor right on their chest. You know, the, this whole thing was about them recording tracks from people to help make them who they are, and they're giving back a little bit. So that's what we're going to be doing just for funsies. This doesn't count towards the overall album rank and progression, but some of these songs are more well-known for being Metallica songs than they are for being the actual bands. So we figured, why not? Uh, of course, I'm Brando, and joining me here as well is the poster of Doom, Nick Maxson. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. I'm making it. A, I'm making it a, a point that every time that we do one of these and I host, I'm going to come up with a new persona for you to do. Because <laughs> I mean, it, it's only you know, like, as we record this, it's around you know, you know, the height of the election season. So I could just imagine, like, we have Surveyor of Doom, and then we have the Pollster of Doom. It's like. I like the pollster of doom. <laughs> the pollster of doom. It's like you with like these these glasses, and and, and you just have like a clipboard. You're like, so how, <laughs> as a likely registered, you know, doomer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, doomer, uh, okay, doomer. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, also that's got to go on a t-shirt. Absolutely, that, that's definitely t-shirt bound. Also with us is the one and only Podfather Nate Phillips. Bro, how's it going? I'm being a statistician right now while we're still live on the show. I had to get a couple numbers together for this episode that I am genuinely so excited for. And here's something just to spoil the show ahead of time. I don't have notes this time. There's not me breaking down what I think about Metallica's mental depictions of why they covered these songs because there's no reason. They didn't write these fucking songs. Doesn't make sense. So all I have is number rankings and my heart and soul and what I might just off the cuff say. So that's going to leave us with some interesting stuff. We are not alone today, Brando. Let me pick up the mantle and introduce our fourth as the final fourth horseman of the podcast, King Heritage himself, the Dong Slayer of Dong Masters himself. Welcome back, Dongo Richie, Dick Blaine Tyner. How you going, brother? Hey. Just hogan on us. Holy <laughs> shit. Now we know shit's getting real. All right. Yeah, so Garage Inc. was literally done right after, like, literally the day after they finished the North American leg of their poor retouring me tour. They went down into Kirk's basement. They sat down. They decided that they were going to do a big package release of all these other covers they've done before, plus do some new ones. So on Band Decision, they came up with a list of songs that they wanted to do. um, And they just kind of narrowed it down to a good list. And over the next three weeks... They they selected and rehearsed and recorded all these songs in three weeks. The only one that wasn't a part of that was Tuesday's Gone, which was actually uh, rec- it was recorded as a part of a radio broadcast. But it, it was that quick and that easy. James said that 
one of the one of the reasons why they were doing this is because when they first started, when they would do a headline show uh, at the Troubadour, it'd be uh, you know Metallica, and half the set would be Diamond Head songs, and they wouldn't tell anybody they weren't Diamond Head songs. <laughs> Nobody knew, <laughs> so they like they they were there as set fillers filling out the set, and they thought those were some badass songs. And now it's this is their chance to give back to a lot of the people who helped pave the way for them, and some of the stuff they, that they just think is cool along the way. And uh, some of the stuff James says is it's stuff that you wouldn't think that the band would typically do or songs that they would typically write. But maybe when you're trying to figure out how to play the song, you move your hand in a different way that you've never really done before. And that might open up some new ways as to expand your songwriting in the future. So some good pluses kind of coming out of that as well. Some interesting tracks, how this works, guys, with, with Garage Inc. If you've been living under a rock and you don't know, disc one is those 11 tracks that they selected uh, as new songs in 1998. It was like all a bunch of new ones, all new covers. And then disc two is pretty much a compilation of all of the other stuff that had been released ever since they started. You have the original, uh, you know, 598 uh, EP. That was the first thing they did with Jason Newstead after Master of Puppets. You also have the Creeping Death B-sides. You have the, the other ones that got released off of other B-sides and one-offs from Justice and from Black Album. And then you also have the... Um, uh, the Motorhead covers that they had done uh, for the tribute thing, and then uh, that got released on some some like load singles or whatever. We got a lot of I've songs. Got the notes for that as well. Okay, cool, awesome. As we go along here, there were three singles, um, and they did videos for at least two of them. Uh, yes, two. And so, uh, so that's kind of cool. But we're just gonna. If anybody doesn't have anything uh, to kind of kick off with, we got a lot of songs to go through. There might not be a lot to say about a lot of these, but some of them there's gonna be definitely some stuff to say. Uh, so, does anybody does anybody have anything else to say before we dive right into it? There are a lot of songs on this, mm-hmm. and some songs are I really I knew. There's a lot of songs that I I didn't know, and I have never heard the original. And there are some songs that I knew, and I've only heard a certain punk rock p- piano tribute band play. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> you went through all that just to get there. Yep. So let me ask this question then just to I, – I didn't even mean to wear the shirt today. That's total happenstance. But um, does that then mean that you heard those songs first through us and then, and then through Metallica you were reinterpreting them? Yes, and I still that's have very interesting. I cannot wait to talk about those further. So yes, let's let's save that for when we get there. But Brando, you want to take the reins and go ahead and jump right into the first one? Absolutely. The first track is literally they open and close the first CD of the double disc set from a band called Discharge, and I assume they're a punk band. I've never really looked into them, um, but I really don't see why they would do it other than just to just dick around, um. Which that seems actually very Metallica, but free speech for the dumb, uh, originally done by Discharge, and uh, it's literally two and a half minutes of just the same kind of riff, him yelling free speech for the dumb, free speech for the dumb, free fucking speech. Unless you're, unless you're like, I guess you just had to be there. I mean, <laughs> 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 I, mean I don't know. Um, exactly. I mean, exactly. that's just punk rock right there. <laughs> I mean. It, it definitely, you know, it's it's definitely punk rock. Uh, I I could see that if you were at a show somewhere and a band you never heard of, you're like, oh, who are these guys? It's like, 
hit, they hit with this riff. And you're like, all right, what's this? And you got this guy up there, free speech, free speech, Father Doom. And you're like, I can kind of dig this. But when you hear it on an album, I don't know. <laughs> from that By a band you really like and it's a cover you're like what's going on here there's a yeah. lot of layers that i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> i messed up my mic entirely now <laughs> i grabbed it and just it's not tightened right uh no uh first track it, it's literally just there for me and i don't know if any of you guys have anything uh, anything interesting to say about it no it's one of those songs that I feel like until we were doing this project, I've almost always skipped, Same. unfortunately. Same. Not because I, it's just like the one time we probably listened to it in Jason's car when he blared it, I was like, and I've had enough of this fucking song forever, you know? <laughs> so going, <laughs> going back and actually getting to listen to it, though, and having like a second opinion, I do love the, the musical stuff going on in the song i do i do actually believe i have this band on vinyl discharge i'm pretty sure i have a discharge vinyl that i was gifted in a pack of vinyls yeah so if if that is confirmed i'll send you guys a picture later but i'm not going to jump off the show and waste a fucking bunch of time trying to find it anyways uh yeah that's all i really have for free speech for the dumb okay for where we are right now yeah Yeah, i mean now that you put it that way kind of very interesting yeah um, especially with stuff that we were talking about a little bit before the show started. But, uh, you know, Nick, we'll start with you. Let's give me a rank for this one. All right. Keep in mind, this, this the way these are ranked is in terms of like Metallica songs. And if I'm going to go back and listen to this Metallica song, yeah. that being said, I'm giving it a four. four. It's not worth going back to. Dick. It's, it's fine for what it was. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Nick here and four. <laughs> no. I'm good. <laughs> no, I like that. Four, four is now equal to no. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, Nate. Uh, so for me, I'm I'm a little bit more uh, kind to this song that has never been performed live from Metallica. I uh, just I wonder why with our uh, with our numbers correct. I don't I, well even even though I will say this might be one of those songs you could do for like 45 second jam just as a warm-up that wouldn't be so bad but to play the whole song you're gonna drive the audience nuts they're gonna be like what are you fucking doing give us your music suddenly that two and a half minutes Uh, feels like they just sat through injustice for all (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly they're like why did we sit here for an injustice for all album's length of time god damn it Uh, i gave the song a 6.5 i was a little bit more um i don't know kind i guess would be the word i'd say sure kind sure uh i gave it a five I gave it a five. It's there. It's just, um, I'm with Nick. Uh, no, I'm not coming back to it. I'm with Nate. I, I, I always skip it. And uh, I'm, I'm also with Dick. No. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> no. The perfect summation of your opinions were exhibited through us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's always, as I said, I'm not really too sure why they chose it other than just to dick around. And that just, <laughs> number one, it's like, Man, they're dicking around, but two, they they have a habit of doing that. Uh, just we're definitely yeah. gonna hear uh, another song that's more of an actual song, but it's them dicking around to have fun with. But the next song is another Diamond Head song, of course, one of their most famous covers they've ever done. Uh, where that we're gonna talk about on, on disc two was also done by Diamond Head. So here, they're so they're revisiting the old Diamond Head uh, uh, playbook here again with it's electric. Now I've actually gone back and I listened to the original version and actually. Fun no, I'm not sure but that's when this episode is actually going to air. 
but as we record this, Diamond Head is doing a track. They're doing or doing they're they were doing a, a bunch of tracks re-recorded from their from their past. And this song is the first song released uh, as a single, right? And so they re-recorded it, and they've actually taken some clues and some hints from Metallica to heavy it up a little bit. And it sounds a little bit more like the Metallica version. I mean, granted, it, it, you know, the original It's Electric was, was, was recorded in 1980. So it, it's not as heavy as what you would think, uh, but they were still pretty heavy for the time. Now it sounds more modern, and guess what? It sounds a little bit more like Metallica. And just as you went on this uh, re-recorded uh, CD that they're doing for them, that's probably also going to have another, another, a couple other big Diamond Head songs. They're actually covering Metallica. Um, they're wow. actually, yeah, they're actually doing no, uh, no remorse. And uh, so I'm really, that's an awesome. I'm kind of waiting to hear, uh, to hear what that sounds like because these guys, uh, Diamond Head, they've said that Metallica has pretty much uh, made their career. Uh, <laughs> uh, they've always kind of done stuff. They've always released albums, you know, you know, throughout the years, but it's been the Metallica covers that has really bankrolled their career. Uh, and it's kind of crazy. You have one of the, you have the biggest heavy metal of all time, metal band of all time covering two of your songs. And those two covers through, through, through cover royalties is enough to like, yep, I, I don't have to do anything else in my rest of my life. If I don't really want to, Jeez. you know, and, and you know what? And, the more and more that we've been doing these episodes and the more I've heard interviews with Lars and James of Metallica, they realize their role. It's like, we've been gifted this role of being this big, this popular and who knows why, but it's our responsibility to make sure that this genre lives on through future, uh, you know, artists and, 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 you know, and to inspire them, but also, you know, we want to make sure that the people who came before us get acknowledged. That James, during his Hall of Fame speech, said, "Here's a list of all the bands that should have been inducted before us." And it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was Motorhead, it was Iron Maiden, it was Rush, it was all these guys. Then Lizzie, then Lizzie, you know, oh, yeah. And then you know, there, there's Lars, them doing the first music video. It's like maybe they'll find us, listen to us, go back and listen to our old shit. Then they'll listen to Megadeth. Then they'll listen to Iron Maiden. Then they'll listen to Motorhead, or just it'll grow. And now, now we have a new metalhead, like just not just a Metallica fan, but a new metal fan, and that's very admirable. And them doing covers like this, uh, paying homage to these old metal bands, uh, giving them some pennies. And, you know, for, like who before Metallica, out of the, out of the four of us, who's ever heard of Diamond Head before? Probably not. I wouldn't have if it wasn't for Metallica and one of their even the cover bigger than this one, but. It's electric. Um, is the second track is three minutes forty three thirty four seconds. I actually really dig the track. It's it's got it's got it's much more of a fun vibe than the first track, which just y- y- angry yelling. Um, I like the little bit where it's just the drums, and then in the vocals, it kind of dies down a little bit. So, um, yeah, that's what I think about it. Uh, let's go with Nate. Nate, you ended last time. What do you got about it's uh, it's electric? I love this song. It's actually like, even though there's a lot of great stuff that we're going to be talking about on Garage Inc. here, this is one that I will almost certainly, if it pops up on the Spotify, if it's on my random playingly Zune when I'm playing the Zune, there's your your Zune for the three Zunes. If you're taking a Zune drink right now, you're getting Zune drunk on. I'm, okay, I'm going to stop killing our audience three seconds in. But anyways, uh, 
it is genuinely one of my favorite tracks from this uh, entire compilation of songs Metallica put out. I think you said it very good, uh, very well about how they are paying uh, it back to the people that really helped pave the way for them. Because let's be honest, if some of these bands didn't have those songs that that band Metallica, those covers wouldn't have got them where they ended up going in their mm -hmm. career. And the importance of, you know, uh, covering other artists' music, I think is, is, uh, uh, really, really felt in this moment. So yes, I love it's electric. That's all I have to say. Dick, uh, it's a fun song. I never, I, I found this to be one of the songs in my listenings uh, that I just never skipped. It's just a fun song to listen to. I don't got a bad thing to say about it. It really has that old eighties like we're gonna rock vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick, good song. I liked it. Yep. All right. Oh, then we'll start with you. Uh, give me a rank, bud. Five. Five. Dick? Uh, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. And Nate? Let me mirror Dick's seven and a half. <laughs> I gave this song a seven. It's a really fun song. It, 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 I, I'm right there with Nate. I don't really ever skip it if it comes on randomly. Um, I've always enjoyed this. Again, you know... For some reason, even though like we had all these badass thrash albums, but like when we used to cruise with Jason, we always cruised on a seemingly from Load Reload Garage era. That was like his favorite. That was his Metallica. You know, a lot of fans have their Metallica, Master Puppets, Ride the Lightning, Justice is Black Album is my no. That that '90s rock era was his Metallica. So that's what he always jammed on, and that's what I have a lot of memories of. Uh, the next song is Sabra Cadabra. And that is, of course, by Black Sabbath, uh, all the way back from 1973. Fun note that the middle, there's like a part of the song in the middle. It's like a breakdown. It's actually a part of another song from Black Sabbath called A National Acrobat. So not just fully Sabracadabra here. They decided to mix mash another part in there to elongate it. The song is six minutes and 20 seconds. I really dig this song. I'm a big Sabbath fan too, though. So um, we'll start with uh, Nate. Or, no, yeah, no. Nate, Nate went last time. Well, well quickly, I, I just have one thing to. I just have one thing to interject swiftly. Oh, did, uh, it's we, electric has been played once live. Once they played it. Wow. Once. That's yes, awesome. they did. It was at the Fillmore for their thirtieth. Thirtieth. That's awesome. Hell yes. All right, that's cool. Um, nice. But we'll, we'll, but we'll start with uh, start with Nick this time with it's uh, with uh, Sabra Cadabra. You got anything for this one? Uh, not much. Um, I really like that transition to the second song in the middle. Um, I love that riff. And then, uh, I like the harmonized guitar parts they had in the first part. So really good, good really good groove that this song is grooving all the way through Dick. Um, so I've never heard the original. Uh, I'm not very familiar with uh, a lot of Sabbath catalog, unfortunately, uh, but every time I hear a new Sabbath song, I dig it. <laughs> and this is one of them. Uh, I really, again, it's just a fun jam. Uh, and I, I love the lyrics. It, it's so rock and roll for like, it's such a rock and roll love song. I love it. Um, and if I remember right, uh, it, this is like one of those songs that went from, all right, we're Metallica to now we're white zombie uh, <laughs> with the vocals. <laughs> There's another song coming later. That I was like, is, it, is this the Rob Zombie production? This is where they switched to from um, what's his name? God. 
Bob Rock to uh, uh, whoever produces Rob Zombie. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I say that in just in complete jest. But uh, yeah, this is a good song. I liked it. Uh, Nate, you got anything for Sabra Cadabra? This is another one of those tunes. I will not skip it. No matter no matter what, it's a jam. I love it through and through. The middle section, like you guys are, are, are I've already kind of said, but I just want to reiterate, is such a fun vibing like it just transitions into a different level for metallica that we don't typically get to see and it was cool to see them kind of like utilize those chops i guess in that song um this song has been played more than once actually six whole times wow. in the history of metallica i want to say one of the times was with uh it was geezer and and uh and ozzy at, at the 30th celebration uh, for Metallica. What's funny is that uh, the Metallica version, they play like some, some slightly different notes. It's like the same note, just in a different key. And so like, uh, I remember a story where, where Rob, but you know, Rob trio, but they, the, you know, bass player for Metallica, um, he was you know, like, uh, geezer was like, actually that's not right. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we know. We just, we play it here. It's like, and then he'd be playing along. He's like, and geezer's like, that's not right, man. <laughs> he just he just couldn't wrap his head around I'm playing this song but I'm playing it wrong. I've been playing this song for years. It's not no, it's not how you do it. Um so how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Uh Nate, we'll we'll start with you this time. Give me a rank. I gave this song an 8.5. I genuinely uh, enjoy this song. And I, and I and I can't reiterate that more because again, we're not diving into the minutia of the of the track. Yeah. Uh Dick uh, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. And Nick. Same with that. I get 5.25. 5.25. Next track was a single. It was the first single released November 16th, 1998. As a video, the video is very interesting. It follows a, like the band's not even in the, in the video at all. If I remember, it's, it follows a stripper. Um, and there's actually an edited and non-edited version of the video. Hmm. Where like the strip, it's like the stripper was like trying to get a job somewhere, and then like to, you know, in order to feed her and her uh, and her daughter, she stripped. Um, so it's like a very like. On one hand, like if you were just a teenager watching, like oh, I might get to see some boobies, cool. But on the other hand, it's like it's it's, pretty, it's a pretty deep and depressing video. But 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 the song itself, okay, how they all are. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, carry on, my wayward son. So over here, somewhere. Uh oh, Brandon's pulling out some goodies. Show and tell. Oh, Bob Seger and Silver Bullet Band. Uh, I want yeah, that. Th this is from 1976, and this is the first time I heard "Turn the Page." Uh, so this is one of the rare covers on here. Uh, that I actually heard way before Metallica did it, and um, I'm I'm kind of a greatest hits Bob Seger fan. Like I'm not gonna sit there and say that I go through his catalog and list all of his songs, but if but turn the page, you know, old time rock and roll, you know, like little night bit of, moves, man. Little, yeah, night moves. You know, here the thing, I, I can turn on his greatest hits and just and just let it roll. He he does have a lot of cool tracks that are out there, but this is by and far my favorite Bob Seger song he ever did. And it kicks. Uh, if you've ever been in a band, even at the lowest level, like me and Nate <laughs> were at at one point, where you played shows, sometimes multiple shows, and like 
it, but it uh, like it hits more if you were on the like if you were on the road in Turin. It, it really hits that that vibe. Uh, quick story that I do remember from this: Lars heard this song on the radio one day, driving his kid to school, or maybe it's right for his kids. But he was he, he remembers right right he's riding along the Golden Gate Bridge and he heard this song, and he'd heard a song before, but it's just it's like one of those things where like you hear a song for the first time even though you've heard it 10 times before, but it, now you're listening to it. Now you hear the words. Oh, that hits hard for me. You know, and then you're like, wow. Yeah. And so you know, he's like, yeah, yo, Hetfield, uh, we need to check this track out, you know? He's, and Hetfield's like, Seeger? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's funny is that Hetfield brought a song for this cover, <laughs> one of his picks, <laughs> was like even more out there than Bob Seeger. But he goes, and then, you know, no, James agrees. It's like, this is a song that we should have wrote, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it just, it hits on those so many levels. And that's why, uh, Nate, uh, I believe they still, that they played this song quite a few times and, uh, and comparatively not maybe as much as there are some of the other ones and their covers, but, um, it was played just, uh, in 2019 in their helping hands set acoustically, and it's it's a badass track. How many times has this song been played live, Nate? Ninety-two appearances through their set list, which shockingly is a large number. It is not the largest number we will discuss today, as far as the songs they've covered. Yeah, there's one on here that when I saw it, I, I like stepped back. I was like, "Oh, might be the most times any of their songs have been performed live so far." <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 get there when we get there. Anyways, I digress. Uh, but yeah, I we'll... love "Turn the Page." I think it's an amazing song. Good. Oh, did I just jump ahead of you because my stupid internet? Uh, no, it's fine. Go ahead, buddy. Just keep going. Um. Anyways, so I was just gonna say I love "Turn the Page." It is a song that slaps. Uh, you said it best. If you've played shows, if you've been on the road, if you've played multiple cities in a year, uh, if you've played multiple cities in three consecutive days, like anything like that, you feel this song on a kind of a more personal level. And then, you know, there is some stuff that's a little bit a bygone era. Like you're not going to I don't think nowadays you have as much uh, people walking into some place and, uh, oh, is that a guy or a girl? Like, like people even caring what gender you are, it doesn't matter as much well, now, it's but because of course in that hair. time it was a, exactly. It was a very big deal. And especially Metallica making that statement, which I think is hilarious that they recorded this when they didn't have long hair <laughs> after they had had long hair and cut off their hair. And then they're making the statement and I digress, but I do really enjoy this song. And that's, that's my thoughts. Nick. I love it. It's my favorite cover song of theirs by far. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more to add. It's just awesome. I love the original too. Um, I love it all on its own as one of my favorite songs. So uh, yeah, when Metallica does it, it's like, damn, this is kind of better, you know, but it's definitely a fucking awesome song and they make it their own. Exactly. You know, they make it their own. You and know, it's still fucking awesome. You know, that's, you know, that's something to be said, you know, when it comes to cover songs, there are some times you hear a cover and you go, wow, this is way better than the original, but there's other times where it's just, it's not better. It's just different. And yeah, maybe it hits in a different mood. Maybe it, it's almost like, uh, there's a cover, a bad company. Was that five finger that did that? You know, a lot of people think that's better. I actually feel the original has a, it's, it's, it's a, it has a vibe to it. Whereas oh, the, absolutely you know, bad company, the band, made that song amazing 
amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Five Figure Death Punch did it, and it was fun. Um, we're not, not the same. We're not ranking Five Finger Death no, Punch no, on no. this year podcast. <laughs> not today. Not today, good Probably sir. But never. Yeah, that, yeah, that. Never Five say never. Fruit Punch. Ooh. <laughs> ah, dude, I like I like Fruit Punch. Uh, Dick, you got anything to say about Turn to Page? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, first and foremost, I love Bob Seger. You, Brandon, you pretty much said all my speaking points because I'm, I'm a Bob Seger classic hits guy. Uh, I used to jam the, the greatest hit CD regularly. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's honestly, it, it, this doesn't, this isn't like a, um, like a me bad mouthing them, but I love, I used to love the sleep to Bob Seger. Uh, it's just, it just puts me to sleep in the right way. And I Who's sleep so good. <laughs> He's sleeping on those night moves. Yeah. But no, um, this is one of those, turn the page is one of those iconic songs just in general in music. And I had always heard this throughout my childhood, throughout my life. I had always heard this song played and uh, it's, it's just, it's just one of those songs that's always been there, you know? <laughs> and uh, uh, the, the, I, I do have one little gripe about it. And then, and that, and it's not even really much of a gripe. It's um, the song is perfect. This cover is perfect until the end, you know, Bob Seger went a lot harder than James. <laughs> he went so much harder. And James, if that's you know, your only gripe. Then I know, <laughs> I know. And and James, he went hard, but he didn't go Bob Seger hard. And you know, and James, yes. he could have. Bob gets it. He dropped the ball hard on that final chorus. <laughs> but yeah, this song kicks ass. <laughs> I really like the acoustic version as well from that uh, from that acoustic show that they did. Um, now and, and they do that every year, and as we record this, we, again, this probably drop after they do it, but they're actually doing a pay per view in a couple weeks for like fifteen bucks uh, online, and they're going to do their. It's all for charity. It's going to be a, like like an acoustic set, and for fifteen bucks, you get to watch it for any, as many times as you want in forty eight hours. For twenty five, you get that same thing plus the digital download uh, when that's finalized, and so. Then there's like other tiers, like where you get like, hey, you know, the for for you know for fifty bucks you get uh, uh, all that and a t-shirt, and then for a hundred dollars you get all that a t-shirt, and also you get to be like, uh, for one song you get to be on the video wall uh, that's gonna be like a scene like while they play. Oh, so, they're doing a Thunderdome type thing. Yep, huh? yep, Thunderdome NBA type deal, Thunderdome. and and then they're also doing a like a live auction. Uh, that they do when they do that. Cause see the, when they do the acoustic show, they usually do it uh, where people have to go and travel to it. And then it's all proceeds go to charity. So really cool gig. Uh, I'll go ahead and start turn the page gets a nine from me. It's one of my favorite songs just in general, just like a lot of people have said here already. Uh, Nick, what do you got for a rank? 8.25. 8.25. And Nate. Let's do a fusion dance of your guys' two scores and give it a 9.25. 9.25. And Dick. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9.5. 9.5. Yeah, we're all we're right around that same little area, just almost progressionally here. Uh, the next track um, is not – actually, no, it is. Gosh darn. It is a, a single. It was the third single released. You said – I cannot believe this was a single. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Cannot believe it was a single, but you know, uh, 
just like their earlier covers, they did a Diamond Head cover, and they did another one for this one. It's electric. Back in the day, they did a Misfits cover, and now they're doing another one. Die, Die, My Darling. And I guess it's only befitting that we start with Nate. I mean, I started the last song, so I kind of feel like an asshole that I doubled nah, down, dude, but don't. Well, just skip me the next three, okay? Just don't, I don't right. exist the next three. So anyways, anyways um, first of all, the hugest props on earth because I would not even know about Misfits music if it wasn't for this very first cover, Die Die My Darling, hooked me. Holy shit, I love this song. Let me go learn more about the band. Oh my God, there's a whole other band. Oh my God, there's another iteration of the band. Eh, let's not talk about that. But anyways, um, this song specifically is interesting because it's already a quick tune. It's a quick number for the Misfits. It's one of their faster tempoed songs. Metallica kicks it up even more and kind of takes away from the groove that, that Glenn and the Misfits actually have on the original recording that was from 1983's Walk Among Us. And to, to go back to what you were saying, uh, as far as Diamond Head is concerned, Metallica makes the Misfits. Glenn has said it. Every member of the Misfits has said it. If it wasn't for Metallica's love and adoration and mainly Cliff really championing that band, and, um, spotlight i guess visualistics people having the the eyes and the ears for the misfits they would they would have been overlooked and kind of maybe forgotten about as something that only lasted for six short years between 77 and 83 um this song has been played 120 times and i'm actually surprised it hasn't been played more but it is awesome that it's been played a bunch and uh yeah just to, to lastly say it again i love this song i have really a deep uh, appreciation and respect for this song uh, and know it on a very personal level. So that's my thoughts. Uh, we'll go with uh, Dick next. What do you think? The song is so catchy. I, I I frequently found it stuck in my head while working last week, which was almost torturous. <laughs> because there was a day that I worked with absolutely nobody that I either could talk to or wanted to talk to. So all I had was several different parts like Frankenstein together of that song, just playing in my head over and over again. <laughs> and uh, no, it's, it's just a, such a fun song. Like all uh, most of these covers are just super fun except for one coming up. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's all I got to say about this. Uh, it's, it's good. Quick. Nick, Nick, what you got? It is a catchy one. That's what I got. Very catchy. <laughs> I love it. It's a catchy one. Um, it's a catchy one. Be, be, before we rank, I, I, I like another Jason story. One of the things that I remember most, for some reason, is when they when they do start the song and it's like, yeah, that little James Jason used to do that. Like he would just we'd be driving along 100 miles per hour, yeah. As as he <laughs> as we probably bottomed out the car or van or whatever we're doing. Uh, the other one is that this is the one appearance that I can think of on the album from Bob Rock. He's on he's on the very end of the song. If you li- <laughs> if you plug in your Zoom um, or 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 listening device uh, very closely at the very end, you'll you'll just hear him go, "Done." Like he like he's telling him, "Yeah, yep." Bob Rock makes an appearance here, uh, but I'll go ahead and start off with my rank. I gave it an eight. Nate, what do you rank this one, bud? 
9999. Now is that just one nine or is it nine point nine nine? Okay, just just one nine. Just nine. Nine nine. Straight up nine. Okay, I'm like, just I got a singular nine. Look, you have thrown me some really weird fucking point numbers, <laughs> and I'm just making sure because maybe just maybe there'd be that zero point zero one percentage that you're like, now the Misfits version was better, but no, um, <laughs> Dick, we'll go with you next. Uh, I'm gonna go with an eight as well. All right. And uh, uh, Nick. I give it a six. Six. All right. The next song, not a single, is a song, uh, you know, they bring the energy down a little bit. Uh, It's called Lover Man, originally done by Nick Cave. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. (laughs) Choking on the bad seeds. Bad. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> oh man, no. Um, we'll go ahead. You know, I have a story. Like uh, the, uh, another story with Jason about this. Uh, this is one of the weird ones that he like. He's a weird dude. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, so therefore, I probably heard it the most when I when I was uh, jamming with Metallica and and driving along with him. But we'll start with Dick this time, Dick. Uh, so. What do you got to say about Leverman? So I remember, I remember the first time I heard this song a yeah. couple weeks ago, and uh, I honestly, it, it came on, and I was as it as the song progressed, I didn't know what I was listening to, and then uh, I, I somehow I think I think I break was over, and I had to take my AirPods out and go about my uh, work and then when I came back I actually went on to the next song so then the next time I actually listened to the full song and I was like I don't know about this I, I don't ever want to listen to this song again um, and then I swore I, and I told you I said I will give this song one more listen just for the show and then never again and I did that so um I have one good thing to say about this song, and that is um, once once the full band kicks in, it actually kicks ass. It's like super kick ass. But then as it slow, it went in those parts where it's like super slow and only James, um, I don't like it because James just sounds super rapey. <laughs> that's not my James Hetfield. <laughs> What? <laughs> James Hetfield. <laughs> I, That's I, where we I, ended up. I do not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Never again, James. You put that again. much effort into this review, and you came up with James sounds rapey. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is all. <laughs> oh. I'm done with this song. <laughs> Never again. Never again. <laughs> Uh, uh, meanwhile i have brandon at work who does like the perfect impression of it and says it to me almost every time he sees me (laughs) (laughs) much longer (laughs) much longer (laughs) my favorite part of the song is when he spells out lover man (laughs) yeah like Uh, yeah That is my a- absolute favorite part of the song, and and my and, and my favorite part of the spelling is when he gets to R 
and one of them he says rate me right yeah, it does he does say uh, it. so right. it's funny but r is for rate me <laughs> um but <laughs> but like uh no one of them he goes r is for rendering to my baby <laughs> <laughs> The song is just so weird for them. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> that is the one, again, just like the, yeah. It is the one thing from Jason I remember is rendering to my baby. <laughs> of course, he's the guy that thought French Fly burst through his spleen. So, um, Lover Man, this was a James track. For some reason, he got uh, turned on to Nick Cave and his uh, his lyrics. And Bye. <laughs> But I mean, this, you know, uh, how many times has this song been played, Nate? Never, dude. I, yeah, there you go. I, I can't. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot see him like, hey guys. I Let wanna... me just, yeah. <laughs> in what world do you see James like coming on stage? Okay, guys, <clears throat> we're gonna go out there really take a risk, <laughs> and then he, you know, starts with. The devil waiting outside. And everybody is like, wait, they're not really going to do this. And he's like, no, I'm just fucking with you. And walks back to oh. the back. He won't even play it live. He's like, never. Uh, honestly, I like the song. Like, for all the guff it gets for the weirdness that Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds are, I, I don't mind the rendition that Metallica created, I guess you could say. I think that the point is for James to sound rapey. I think that that is intentional in the lyrical content and what the guy is talking about. I get that. It's kind of supposed to toe that stalker line. I get uh, it, but it's not my James Hetfield. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I vibe that. I understand what you're saying. But uh, <laughs> this is a song that I will very quickly skip if I'm not in the mood. If I'm in the mood and I'm vibing it, I'll jam the whole song. So, but so, I, I bet I can skip it faster. So what you're telling me, Nate, is that if you feel rapey, you're into it. You're like, eh, I'm not feeling this rapey today. No, no, you actually have it backwards, dude. When I'm not feeling it is when the song comes on and stays on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it, and it's playing anyway. And this is where people subscribe from this podcast. Oh, probably. Um, All Nick, right. Nick, just take it back, guys. <laughs> Bring it back. Nick, you got anything to say about this one before we rank? Not really. I dug it. I did like it. I wasn't, as, I wasn't as creeped out as Dick was, apparently. <laughs> he was really creeped out. Now, Dick, maybe... I, out. I was I was unsatisfied. Uh, I was angry that this <laughs> exists. This guy, why did he get a reaction out of you? <laughs> I just didn't like it, man. Like, it was just... It caught me off guard in a way... That it, it, yeah, surprise Is rate. it cure bad? Is bad seed bad? Yeah. <sighs> It's in contention for you? I guess we'll know upon the ranking, right? I mean, this is where Which, we find out. Well, okay, but before we rank, Blaine, Dick, Dongo, uh, my friend, maybe, like, are the are, are your AirPods compatible with Zune? Because maybe if you listen to it through a Zune, you would, you, it would have <laughs> been a much higher, maybe a better quality of sound. <laughs> you, know, you know, maybe I'll give it a go next time I'm up in uh, a region. Are are Zoom Bluetooth compatible? Yeah, that, we'll have a whole listening session, bro. On the Zoom, no, but I'm sure I, I will I, give Loverman no. one more chance in that circumstance. I, you know what? Uh, cool. Out of the Metallica catalog, uh, <laughs> Garage is one of the few albums I don't own on vinyl yet. And one of these days, I'm, I'm gonna get vinyl. I'm a Blair Loverman, very awkwardly through my window and just, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> all my neighbor. <laughs> 
He's gonna be out there barbecuing, smoking some ribs. People are gonna be like, "What is he listening to?" This is unsettling. (laughs) Render unto me, baby. Well, well, Dick, render unto me that rank. uh, For Uh, we're gonna gonna go with a four. Four. Uh, I I do want to say one thing. Uh, Again, with the full band kicking in, and it sounds kick ass. Whatever is going on with the guitar, it's just wild, and I love it. Like this, the wah pedal with this, whatever Kirk's doing, kick ass. Well, my friend, uh, you rated Bad Seed five and you rated Cure five. So, yeah, for you, Loverman is worse than Bad Seed and Cure. It's Uh, it's ranked. (laughs) Cool. But, uh, (laughs) it's like, let's move on, please. It is ranked. Statistically proven. I gave it a, spent a lot of time on this song. <laughs> I, I gave it a six. It's it, it's there. I do skip it probably more more often than not because I'm not really uh, I'm not really ever in the mood for it. Uh, when I'm going through Metallica songs, when I'm looking for a slower song, this is really not the one I'm looking for. But Nate, no. we'll, go ahead and, we'll go ahead and get yours. <laughs> I gave it for a seven point two five. I think that uh, you know. Uh, we, Brando, you and I, and, and I can't speak to Nick because I don't know how long he's been listening to specifically Garage Inc., but that was very early, like one of the things that was easily accessible at the time we got into the band. Yeah. So it, we were feeding on it a lot. And this yeah. song kind of, if you would have asked me in 2004, do you like Lover Man? I would have said I literally won't listen to it because I think it's trash. But as I've grown older and I've like kind of just like understood that sometimes music is about a different form of expressionism. This is really Metallica stepping into a very strange box and saying, look what we can still do. And I think that is more impressive than necessarily the fact that they did. And and look at Nick seeds catalog. Tell me they picked the worst song they could have. They didn't. There's much, much worse shit in that guy's catalog. They could have brought to the table. And we would have been like, please don't. (laughs) But, but I digress. I do enjoy the song. 7.25 is my rank. Are you saying that in like four or five years, I'll get this song? I'll understand. Yeah. You don't understand there. You don't understand, lover man. Not on that level. You you damn kid not understanding it. (laughs) (laughs) Dong fiend. Oh, shit. That's going on a t-shirt. They said dog fiend. Fiend, the dog fiend. I, I heard Dong King. No, fiend. You are the dog fiend. Oh. All right. Let him in. <laughs> how much longer, Brando? How much longer? Well, uh, Nick, uh, how about your rank for Lover Man? I'm giving it a six. Six? Solid six. Solid six. All right, man. We'll, we'll listen again. Well, hold on. Whoa, whoa. I, I I almost over overwrote my own rank. I I I, I tried to use the arrow key and I gave it, and I hit zero. I'm like, no, no, Lover Man for all for, for all it is is nowhere near a zero for me. But the next song is probably arguably one of the best songs on the entire first disc, Merciful Fate, which is a medley. It is a medley of sorts, and it I it has. Uh, this, the song Satan's Fall, Curse of the Pharaohs, Corpse of the Soul, Into the Coven, and Evil, all from the band Merciful Fate. Of course, uh, the frontman, King Diamond. Yeah. Song clocks in at 11 minutes and 11 seconds, the longest song on the CD. The very first time I ever heard this song 
was on the mandatory Metallica Friday nights at seven o'clock uh, for 107 The Buzz in my lo- in that local area, Central Illinois. You, people could call in like, "I want to hear Merciful Fate," and, and I remember me and Jason heard it for the first time in the car. We were really diehard Metallica fans at the time, as, as we've said multiple times. That's going to be another uh, J- any mention of Jason's going to get a shot. So if you guys are going to be like, well, you know, once all the episodes yeah, are out. Right, uh, a rank them all drinking game, right, Brando? Yep, at least for the Metallica edition. It's like, yep, here we are. And we heard it and like we're like he he's like, Have you heard this before? And it was like we heard of that? I'm like, no. And it's and it that first riff that you know, like dun 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 like, whoa. Dude, it just kicked us right in the face. And uh, this is man, it I, 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 I there's a few covers that they've done that are like maybe Better than this for me, but not by much, man. This is easily the heaviest, probably best overall cover on here. I mean, I love Turn the Page. I love other songs on here as well, but I never skip this for as long as it is. If, if it comes off, I'm like, man, I, I'm, I'm cruising along Spotify or whatever. Uh, click, next, next, next. Oh, I hear that riff. I'm like, phone down. This, this is what we're jamming to on the way home today. <laughs> I, I absolutely love Merciful Fate. It's it's very difficult sometimes for me to go back and listen to King Diamond because of the, his vocal style is not necessarily my cup of tea. He has a gruff voice, but then he goes he does he doesn't just go Halford high. He goes like higher than that high. <laughs> like it's almost like wow, that's almost too high. You almost went off my threshold there. Bring it down like a few pegs. So, but 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 but, but James keeps it all like keeps the. The vocals at on like on the James level, so I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say about it because I absolutely love this. We'll start with Nick on this one. Uh, I think it's super badass. Um, I've not actually heard it very much. I know I've heard it uh, once or twice before, um, before now, but uh, I love it. I think it's killer, and I ain't got much else to say. Hell yeah. Uh, Dick, I'll let you kind of talk about this and gush a little bit because I remember the first time you heard it. Uh, I do believe did was this the day that your Apple Music skipped Lover Man? And you, I think so. Yeah, maybe that's what I was talking about when I when I said I had to go back to work and I I skipped Lover Man. I don't know, but yeah, because you because I remember yeah you were asked me if what I thought about Lover Man. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> But um, <laughs> like, yeah. he specifically asked, like, so what about yeah. Lover Man? <laughs> I hadn't heard it yet, and then I did. Um, so, Merciful Fate. This song is kick ass. It's. I think Brandon, you said something about like this is during. I mean, obviously, this is Load Reload era Metallica, where they're going more hard rock. Probably even I would go as far as either putting their stamp on hard rock or inventing hard rock but this song is there saying hey guess what we're still pretty fucking metal and they are because this song is like easily the most metal song on the album it's easily. it's the heaviest it's the heaviest on this on this disc mm-hmm. uh it's just it's just a kick-ass song absolutely absolutely nate Oh man, this is one of my favorite tracks on the album, as you guys have kind of said, and just to continuously um, gush about this this specific song. I think it's so masterfully done, and this is a Metallica choice where I'm sure they were like, what song are we going to do for Merciful Fate? 
let's do them and all. And they couldn't lock into one, and they probably liked and jammed on all of them. And then they said, fuck it, we'll do them all. Because, you know, one thing they have never released, at least on a studio release, has ever been a medley. Although Metallica is known for doing medleys. The Kill Ride medley, the Justice medley, the Puppets medley, the Puppets Justice medley. They are into doing that, mashing songs. And this is an opportunity for them to show how masterfully they could do that. To the point where, if you didn't know and weren't aware, it's one song. It just feels like one song with a lot of different movements. That's really impressive to pull off. Uh, I think that Kirk's solo work on this is completely underappreciated because this is where, you know, Dick had said it best, load, reload era. And you don't get a lot of crazy, insane shredding solos. And the way that Kirk could just bring his A game while paying homage and respect to the original things that were put into the recordings is fantastic it's not necessarily note for note in a lot of ways it is but he also tweaks some things to make it his own which is awesome and uh i'm a big fan all about it uh it's been played eight times live actually and i know for a fact one of those times live was with king diamond himself at ozfest the 2008 ozfest where it was only a one or two day event in texas yeah how many times was it Eight, eight, eight times. Okay, eight times. You kind of stalled there on, on on your connection. It almost, it almost sounded like you said eighty. I'm like that would have that would have that would actually would have shocked me. I I also know that they played it um, at their thirtieth anniversary thing with King Diamond as well. Um, so you know, yeah, no, King Diamond's you know really you know really into these guys and you know I, again you know it's all about paying homage to the people and the stuff you listen to when you like when they were kids and when they were growing up and. And 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 inspired them, but Nick, we'll start with you. What'd you give this one for a rank? Seven point seven five. Seven point seven five, and we'll go with Dick. Eight and a half. Eight and a half, and Nate. I gave the song eight point seven five. I really, I really love this tune. And I gave the song a nine. I absolutely, this song kicks for me. <clears throat> um, the next song slow, slows it down a little bit. It's a little bit more vibey. This is a Blue Oyster Cult cover known as Astronomy. And I had not heard... I, of course, Blue Oyster Cult, you know, Don't Fear the Reaper, Godzilla, you know, those are big-time co- you know, hits. Uh, Astronomy's not really that big of a hit. And so there's actually a story I just read a month ago. It was so ironic. And um, the rule... Okay, so uh, Joe Bouchard, I think that's how you say his name, um, he's the bass player. And he got to meet Metallica in like the late 90s, right? And um, he had been retired from the band for a long time uh, from from Blue Easter Cult. And he wasn't doing music anymore. And interestingly enough, uh, you know, he got to go backstage and meet the band. And uh, he was like, man, uh, I'm not sure if they're even going to really, you know, care or not. And he got to meet Jason. And as soon as, he saw, as soon as Jason saw him, Jason was like, Joe, whoa, yeah, how you doing? And he all of a sudden he's like, "Wow, now he's like, I'm I'm here to geek out about Metallica, and they're they're you know they're geeking out about me." He's like, "It's role role reversal." And um, somewhere along the lines, I don't know if it was that night or whatever, but they mentioned, "Hey, we're, we're going to do a cover album, and, and, and we want to do a Blue Oyster Cult cover." And he goes, "Oh, that's cool. You know, they'll probably do, you know, Don't Fear the Reaper, or they'll do, uh, you know, something like that. You know, big time cover." And out of the blue at at the mailbox he gets a just a cassette tape 
from from Newstead or from Metallica. He puts it in, and it's Astronomy. And apparently, this guy that Astronomy is his song, and he's like, I was I was nearly brought to tears hearing them do my song that I just hummed and wrote on a beach somewhere and to hear them do it. And he's like, it gives me chills every time I hear James sing it because it's just like, like we did it and it was cool, but it's just, here's this, a bigger band than us. <laughs> really? It's like, they're doing it. And so I thought he goes, that inspired him to get back into music to know that like, yeah, and because then he started getting letters and emails from all around the world, Argentina, people hearing the song for the first time because of Metallica. And it's like, wow, you know, we've made all these new fans because of one cover from one band. And again, that's to hammer at home, you know. But I absolutely love this song. It is not a typical song for them, but it it the lyrics are very interesting. If you read them, it tells a story. And it it's it's pretty deep. And I, I, I've always enjoyed Blue Oyster Cult. And uh, to know that, you know, you have the song, you know, like this song, like is, is kind of like underneath, as I said, Don't Fear the Reaper, Burner for You, Cities on Flame and Rock and Roll, and Godzilla. And underneath there is, is this cool little song that I never would have heard of if it wasn't for Metallica. So uh, we'll start with Nate this time. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really, this is awesome. So, uh, Astronomy is a track that ever since the first time I heard it, I loved it. I definitely went back and listened to the VOC version, uh, which is amazing in its own right. It definitely has a different tone and vibe. Yeah. There's one specific spot in this song. While I love the whole beginning, first half and everything, when they come into the last set of verses with uh, four winds at the four winds bar and he, he just fucking punches in. It always emotionally hits me, and I feel it. And I, I, I don't know what the fucking song's about lyrically. They're kind of all over the place. It's telling a lot of different parts of a story, you know. But um, I, I really, I really, really do connect with this song. It's one that I will always listen to. It's actually a, a musical idea from for an old Draxus song. Uh, when we were doing a song called Twisted Images, I took the idea of going from a high guitar all the way down to the bass doing the same thing low from how astronomy does that. Like, it's amazing. And we didn't do that, obviously, in Twisted Images. It was a totally different riff. But the concept of taking it from the high and and, and bringing it down the scale was 100% taken from astronomy. And I've always always dug that song. So that's, that's all I have to say about it. Awesome. Nick. I liked it and it had a couple cool parts. Hell yeah. Awesome. Dick. I enjoyed it. I also enjoy blue oyster Colt. <laughs> all right then. We'll, well, I mean, to be oh, fair, to be fair, I did tell quite a bit of a long story to start that off. And, uh, it's, it's one of the few on here. I actually do have like, really big adulation for so um no uh well i'll go ahead and start the ranking on this one since i started the story i gave this song an eight uh i really 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 like this song nate nine no but he likes it a little bit more than i do uh nick 5.25 5.25 he didn't like it nearly as much as we did i'm and gonna take it down a notch <laughs> <laughs> during the 
turn down that a little bit. Dick. You know, now, so before I heard the song, I heard you, you talked to me about this song yeah. and you gave me that whole, that whole spiel, that whole backstory behind it. And that, that actually made me enjoy the song upon first listen a lot more. So, uh, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Hell yeah. Ooh. Hell yeah. The next song is a single. It was the second single released on February 1st, 1999. They did a video for this where they party in a house and they tear the, tear the house up and, this is literally just a party song. This is an, a traditional folk song, Irish drinking song. That was a, a, a the first rock and roll version was done by Thin Lizzy of Boys Are Back in Town and Jailbreak. I I do like me some Thin Lizzy. Um, Metallica decided to heavy this song up. This song is badass. I like it. it. This is the if you didn't know that this was a cover, it sounds like a song that Metallica would have done. Like. <laughs> like really kind of weird, like, hey, you know, there's this old Irish song. Let's let's metal this song up. So no, I, I really like this song a lot, but we'll start with Dick this time. What you, like what do you think about this one? It's all right. Uh it's not my favorite on the record. Um I I, I do re- recall hearing this before uh doing this project, but eh, it's all right. Awesome, Nick. Uh, this one is a certified banger, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's catchy as fuck. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. If you didn't know it was a cover, you would just think it was, you know, like pinnacle 90s era Metallica. <laughs> like, <laughs> this totally could have been one of their songs. Oh, dude, this could have been on Reload, and you never would have. It would have been the best, one of the best songs on there. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, this if this would have come after uh, Unforgiven 2 instead of Better Than You, um, I, I wouldn't have complained. <laughs> oh yeah it would have made it would have made the album that much better it would have been like that eh, but whiskey in the jar <laughs> yeah but um uh nate so uh, you guys all said this sentiment i love the song i have in my notes the tr- tr- traditional irish tune the thin lizzy arrangement is what metallica kind of based their version off of so all things that have been said I do have a story about this song though that I don't know if Brandon remembers or knows, but let's let's go back on the on the peel the clock back to 2004, and we're in Mr. Reed's class. Now, Mr. Reed was our media teacher, and there was like his classroom, and then there was like a little hallway that was where you did all like the work on the the making of the videos and stuff. And didn't there that have like the servers in there like too? Essentially, his music room. But that was like the server, like yes, the, the servers, like the server room for the school was in there, and then you had the 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 central control for doing all your editing and then there's another classroom off to the side that was like his like tape library like the music room yeah yeah kind of yeah and the advent of i don't know if it was directly youtube but we were watching music videos on the internet and we jammed whiskey in the jar really really loud loud enough in fact that john burt who was in the english class that was the class behind that classroom <laughs> heard it during the spelling test and asked us why were we listening to a song called whiskey and pajamas because that's what he <laughs> thought and said through the wall <laughs> and we obviously had to clarify that it was whiskey in the jar whiskey and pajamas and, <laughs> like, you get that but okay dude uh it changes things a little, course, a little bit it does and of course along that same time was like around when like duality by slipknot was coming out and yeah, stuff. we were in there just 
blaring that song all the hell. So a lot of fond memories in that room. But I do remember watching the Whiskey in the Jar video of Metallic. It's one of my fondest memories. Me, I think you and Jason were all watching it, if I do remember correctly. Another he was shot. in that class with us, right? I'm not yep. crazy? Yep, yep. There yep. you go. He was in there. Take um, another shot for so Jason yeah, reference. Yeah, that's, that's my memories. And uh, not Newstead. We're talking about a different Jay. Yeah, no, nope, nope. No, we we didn't we never knew the Newstead, uh, but we do know our ranks. I gave this song a nine. Dick, what'd you give this one? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. And Nick. Seven point seven five. Seven point seven five. And Nate. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. It's certifiably fresh. Certified banger. The next song was the one song that wasn't done, as I said, during the three week period, and it was actually seventy four. Oh, 74 live for whiskey people. in the jar. Okay, and zero for astronomy. We didn't do that one. Correct. But, astronomy um, had none. But Tuesday's Gone was actually recorded um, in 1997, uh, like late 97, on a radio appearance, and it features a bunch of guest spots from other from other uh, musicians, including including. Gary Rosington, Tuesday's Gone is a Leonard Skinner song, and he is the you know guitarist or lead and rhythm guitarist from Lynn Skinner. So he played on the Metallica version as well. Uh, as well as uh, Pepper Keenan from Corrosion of Conformity. He also did vocals on the second verse and he did backing vocals with Hetfield. Uh, you also had John Popper from Blues, Tra- uh, Blues Traveler in this song do a harmonica solo. Badass, might I add. You had Les Claypool from Primus make an appearance on this song. You have Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains and Jim Martin from Faith No More. Credited Just here. All as, the sauce. Yeah, credited here as Fatso. <laughs> so at the end of the song, James thanks everybody and he says Fatso. He's talking about Jim Martin. Um, <laughs> but this, I mean, number one. I, I, I'm a moderately big Leonard Skinner fan. I probably am not album by album Skinner fan. Uh, I am probably one step past the greatest hits for, for for Skinner fan. You know, I've heard some of the other songs that aren't hits and are, you know, they're pretty good. I, and that's honestly all through my dad that the Skinner was one of, was one of his favorite bands in the seventies. So I heard a lot of that growing up. This song I had heard before and I actually have it or I don't have it on me. I think my mom has the album, the pronounced Leonard Skinner album that has a song on it on, on vinyl. And this version of the song, this it's a jamming version and it kicks ass. It's something kind of out of left field for Metallica to do, but with it totally fits the vibe of this album and to have all those different people jamming with them. I would have paid money to see that. So, We'll go ahead down the line here. We'll 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 start with Dick on this one. Uh, man, are we ranking this already? No, no, <laughs> no! Oh my god! Oh my god! I was I was going through the Tuesdays gone. Are you drunk already, bro? <laughs> no. Um, no, it's a cool song. I'm unlike you. I'm not the biggest Leonard Skinner fan. Uh, I I like some of the songs, but I think. I, along with anybody that's worked in a place that has a jukebox, uh, is just over Leonard Skinner and and various other bands. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, this is the first time I ever heard this song in its entirety. 
Yep. Excuse them for being a great American band that everybody can enjoy. Use <laughs> yeah. the hell out of them. They are the original heritage band. Well, you know what I will say is that <laughs> is that out of their songs, I mean, you have some of the biggest hits that are like that have ever been played on the radio. I would say this song is one of the ones that of those that hasn't been played played on the radio yeah. as much. But I've and, heard it. It's been used in millions oh, of movies. Sure. I mean, Adam Sandler, I believe it was Happy Gilmore, right? It was. Yeah, so. That's no. what comes to mind. Absolutely love this song. Nick, what you got? Um, it was a good cover. Um, I, I don't know if I like it as much as the original, but um, either way, it's not one of my favorite songs. Um, so it didn't do a whole lot for me, despite the incredible star power. So I remember looking, you know, looking at the, the Wikipedia page and seeing all those names. I'm like, wow, yeah. for, for having so much sauce, it, it still lacks flavor. So. Nate. <laughs> yeah, as, much, as much as I like Leonard Skinner too. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite cover they've done. So. Wait, uh, so what do you got, Nate? Are you uh, of a different mind here? I'm a really of a different mind because much like you, and maybe it's because we, our parents are a little bit older, but I grew up on Skinner. It was always being played in my house. I mean, my dad being a guitar guy uh, who played guitar his whole fucking life, like uh, Leonard Skinner was the jam that he always, he could play all kinds of Leonard Skinner shit. So I've, it's in my blood. I know the band quite well. Uh, and, and you know, their story is incredible for what it is now hearing this version and thinking about the original and thinking about this version and thing kind of and the back and forth. In my opinion, I believe this one hits better. It hits, it hits more personal. I feel it more and not to say that the original isn't amazing, but there is something about that performance that they're capturing that gives back to the original vibe of that band where it's a bunch of dudes who are all about the music creating this moment more than it being just a song. So when John Popper comes in and rocks this totally out there, but totally in there solo on the harmonica, that's one of my favorite fucking parts of the song. Same. It's not something I would typically say, but like, seriously, it kills. Is it the greatest Metallica song as a cover? Debatable, because I think it's them again taking a risk. Was Kirk and Newstead involved in this at all? Because I, I feel like with all the other people that were there, how could they be? I don't know if they were. Um I, I cannot find anything that says that they weren't, but I also can't find anything to say that they were because the only ones that we hear uh, at the, at the end is we, 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 you'll, we hear James thinking everybody. And the last thing we hear is Lars saying, can we do that again? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then we hear, so we know James and Lars are on it. That's it. Yeah. Then so far that that's the only thing that we know uh, for Metallica, but the other there, there's a line in here that I've never been able to make out as far as uh, at the end. It's somebody when they're being like when they're all talking afterwards, and there's one guy I don't know who it is, but he's like he says something like "That's what I ask." <laughs> I I have replayed that so many times with headphones, uh, with earbuds in the car, thinking what is he saying? I can't figure it out for the life of me. Something what you want a house? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's like gibberish to me. And and maybe it's less Claypool being less Claypool. Cause he's just a weird guy. Um, but then I think I, then I thought it was him. So and thank you everybody. You know, I mean, I, this song is fun. I absolutely dig it. It's one of my favorite, uh, tracks to, to jam. Uh, 
And I gave this song a whopping 10. I love it that much. But we'll go to Dick. What'd you give this one? Uh, it ain't a bad song, so I'm going to give it a seven and a half. And Nick. 5.75. And Nate. Man, there's a valley between all these scores, but 9.75 is my, I, I agree. Again, look, Brando and I had like the similar story because of, uh, of, of these personal connections rated higher. You guys had less personal connection rated lower. It makes sense for this song for sure. Sure. Um, now the last track five times live five time five times they played Tuesday's Gone five times wow yes they did all in 1998 actually if I'm looking at this correctly let me look at that again just to double down maybe it no, was uh, almost all in it was three in 97 one in 98 and they actually as most recently as 2011 played it at the Fillmore for their 30th oh that makes sense then makes sense all right the last track here, uh, they they close the they close disc one off with another discharge cover. The more I see, there's a hidden track at the end too. Uh, uh, there is a short segment of the Robin Trower song "Bridge of Size," and um, uh, this song is slightly better to me than the intro, but literally, just 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 slightly. I've got nothing to say about it. I don't know about you guys. I'll go first. I literally don't remember it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like get the, uh, the end bit after it, it goes off for a second. Does the uh, the what's his name? Oh, Robin yeah. Trower bit. Yeah, I like yeah. that bit. But yeah, that's all I have to say about it. I gave this song a six. Dick, what'd you give this? If I don't remember it. So four. Yeah, it's there. Four it equals no from Dick. We've learned this. Yeah. Uh, Nate. <laughs> To, to uh, kind of say what you said, Brando, about how you like this song slightly better than Free Speech for the Dumb, I gave Free Speech for the Dumb a 6.5. Yeah. I'm giving The More I See a 6.75. I'm a touch better. Just just you know, just a skosh, right? Just a little skosh in Reno. Um, Nick? I gave it a 5. 5, all right. Not the worst, nowhere near the best. Yeah, so that rounds out disc one from all the newer ones. Now we're going to dive right into disc two, probably go a little bit quicker through some of these. Um, of course, the first five tracks are all from the Garage Days Revisited. Uh, so this is Garage Days Re-Revisited, <laughs> as they've said. Track one is Helpless. That's another Diamond Head song. So they're like paying more money to Diamond Head here. Helpless. Um, it's a little fast little metal song. That's pretty much all I got to say about it. Uh uh, who wants to go first with this one? I'm just we're gonna go through these a little bit faster, uh, with the exception of a couple. So cool solo. I think this one jams. <laughs> there it is. Dick, you got anything? Uh, it's good. 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 <laughs> it's heavy. It's 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 you know, it's a uh, classic Metallica being classic Metallica while being Diamond Head. There you go. Now all these first uh all the ones that are the like the first five tracks, they were all recorded in like a garage, like literally with some minimal production. So it's just them just jamming. So um, I gave this song a seven. Uh, Nick, what'd you give this one? Gave it a five. Five and Dick. Uh, I'm gonna go with seven. And Nate. Seven point two five. All right. The next song is called "The Small Hours." Sixty-four live performances for Helpless. For Helpless, by the way. sixty-four. I Thank still you. Still have the numbers, so I got to. 
right. remember to do that. Yeah, too. please. Wow. Uh, uh, the more I see was zero. I'm pretty sure. Right, Nate? Correct. Okay. Um, <laughs> the small hours. Is they like discharge enough to cover them, but not enough to do it live. <laughs> not enough to play it live. A Scottish uh, it, Small Hours is, is a cover from Scottish heavy metal band Holocaust. Man, that's a heavy ass band name right there. Um, it's a heavy ass song. But uh, yeah, like I don't really remember this one that much. Um, is this the one that is like the has like the? I believe it's the slow intro. The do 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 do. Yeah, okay. Slow- intro and then yeah. with, and with the drums has a little dum dum da dum dum da 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 okay okay yeah. I'm just trying to make sure that I remember it because there's a lot of tracks on this second CD that kind of some of them kind of might blur together with me um yeah yeah this was not bad not uh, you know it's, it's pretty heavy um anybody got anything for this one uh I, yeah uh I do. I do have something. So let me not just glitch out here. Hopefully I can get this through to you guys. Uh, the song has been performed seven times. Okay. okay. The The most recent performance is a little insensitive, but that's all I have to say because they most recently played it May 7th of 09 and Leipzig, Germany. Hmm. Uh, Mark, there's any reasoning behind that? What what is the significance of that? Um, the band's name's Holocaust. Oh, Come on, Dick. oh Jesus fucking yeah, Christ, wow. man! Ah, okay. Ah. That's why I said I'm it was whole, a little insensitive. Who are in Germany? Hey guys, here's this band Holocaust. Do you know anything about them? They're like, did he just say you know anything about the Holocaust? Yeah. Oh fuck! Get him off stage. It's context. It's context. <laughs> His context is very. He's like, we get it. We're bad. (laughs) Oh man! Thanks, thanks for reminding us. Yeah, thank you. We're ill-equipped mentally for this discussion, boys. (laughs) Maybe, maybe it was a special thing. Maybe the song has meaning. That that, I don't know. Maybe they just felt like playing the small hours. They also didn't. They didn't play "Trapped Under Ice" in Antarctica. True. Still pissed so, about that. Still pissed true, about that. That's the true. biggest so, miss. So, so, you know, there's. I don't think it was malicious. It could have been just like, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes it happens. It does. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dick, did you say you had something? <laughs> yeah, I, I like this song. This song is, uh, like, I love the eerie, creepy, crawly intro that just <clears throat> prevalent of any slasher film back in the day uh the the riff the dun 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 like that is like classic heavy right there <laughs> like that is like the that's the heavy that only, like every band back then only knew how to do <laughs> see what's funny is that as i was sitting here not remembering the song because i had a trouble like putting a title to the to the song I liked it enough to give it an eight when I when I ranked it. So like, I granted it's probably been about been about a month since I listened to it, but we'll go ahead with the ranks. Uh, Nick, what'd you give this one? Five point five. Five point five. And Dick. Eight and a half. Eight point five. And Nate. Brando, we're on that wavelength, brother. I also gave it an eight. An eight. All right. So the next song is the weight. Not to not to 
have a have a rhyme thing here from from the Nate band. gave it a Nate. Now the wait. <laughs> uh, this is the English rock band, uh, the Killing Joke or just Killing Joke. This song appeared in School of Rock. Mm. Um, it, 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 it this is the yeah it, it's it, it's, a, it's a nice song you know uh, I I I don't hate it I, I think it's got a cool vibe to it a cool jam. Um, yeah. Is, does anybody else have anything? It's a cool jam. Cool jam. Nope. It was it was all right. Uh, definitely not as memorable as some of the rest of the tracks on this second disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I will skip if I'm not really thinking about it, but one that if it slips on, I probably won't turn it off. Uh, that's all I have for that. It has been played 25 times live. Cool, cool. Uh, we'll start with you, Nate. What'd you rank this? Seven. Seven. And Dick? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. And... Four. Four. No. Forgettable. It's forgettable. <laughs> no. It's forgettable. Ah. It's, it's it's no territory. Just like you can keep that one to yourself. I, I somewhere along the lines, I must have liked it enough. I gave it the song an eight. So um the next one, Crash Course of Brain Surgery. This was one that way back when I was first getting into the band hardcore, I thought this was a really weird song. This was a cover from Budgie. Uh, the first of two Budgie covers, and but who is Budgie again? They're a Welsh heavy metal band. Welsh. Thanks, Lars. <laughs> Ain't no problem there, dudes. Um, has anybody got anything about Crash Course and Brain Crash Course and Brain Surgery? This is I the one. No is this the one with the bass? Performed live once. Okay, the bass is dun 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 dun. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's got a little vibe to it. That, that's about as all I got for it. So if we're gonna go right into the rankings, I'll give it a seven. And what does Nate give it? Let's do it. Six point five. Six point five. And Dick. I'm gonna go five and a half. Five and a half. And Nick. And you keep on with the fours. Fours. I wanted to give it a four, but I do remember slightly enjoying it and bobbing my head to it. This is. From the looks of it, for me, this is the that's the lowest point. That, that's the low dip. That's the low dip. Well, the next song is definitely badass. These are the Misfits covers, Last Caress slash Green Hell, because the songs are so fast they decided to put two on there instead of just one. Um, can I just say that Metallica has probably made Glass Caress more famous than 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 than, than the Misfits ever did. I'm pretty sure every show that we played this, I would make the joke, this next one's a Metallica classic. Yeah. And then we would go on to play. <laughs> well, and what's funny is, you know, um, I heard like an interview where like they wanted to do Green Hell. And, and that was when they wanted to do more than Last Caress, but they just put Last Caress on there. And that's the one they end up playing more live. Because, um, uh, Nate, how many times has this been played live uh, then? So this is that startling number that takes me aback. Uh, 800 live performances on the nose oh. that they have performed Last Caress. But what? they have only performed Green Hell 11 times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. See, La- Last Caress. <laughs> Very stark difference. Yeah. See, the Last Caress portion is so quick. They always, see, a lot of times they would come back out of their uh, out of their encore with it. 
Or, you know, they would do last caress and am I evil back to back, back to back. And they would just mash them together. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love this. Uh, does anybody else have anything to say before we go to ranks? No, it's cool. Uh, I have to say, I, I I'm more familiar with uh, the Walk Among Us version. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> the, the Walk Among Us is my that's my misfits. So that's all. I oh, have. that that makes me feel big. Nice. Uh, I will say, as a as somebody who's played these songs, uh, Last Caress is like the song everybody sings and has fun with. I understand where Metallica is coming from as far as playing Green Hell because it is one of my all-time favorites to perform on the drums and the way we perform it with adding so much dynamic and really forcing everything to sound so tiny in the in the pre-second verse is just a way to just again punch and give great dynamics the song green hell has amazing dynamics last caress is catchy and memorable has really like uh shock value lyrics that get in your head and i think that's why they play it more obviously 800 times is a is a is an insane number and I think it might be the most performances of any song they've ever performed. Uh, I, I will have to check that with the first few albums since we didn't start doing the the tally of live performances, I think, until Load. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy to me. Uh, but that's all I've got for it as far as uh, thoughts on the Misfits tunes. All right. We'll go ahead and start with Nick for a rank. 5.5. 5.5. And Dick? 7. 7. And Nate? Well, see, this is where everything's going to get fucked up because I gave it two separate scores because they are two separate songs. They're two separate songs, and I know them as okay. such. All right, all right, all so right. Did you, did you do Merciful Fate as four different songs? <laughs> no, because yeah, it's a medley. Yeah. Well, okay, so this is, uh, since it's one, <laughs> this is one track, Nate. This okay, is one, okay, okay, okay. So, so take the two. Scores now. Take, take, take the two and do an average. If I take the two and do an average, it's 8.33. Whatever. That works. <laughs> that's in line with a lot of your other scores. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, that was good. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so, and again, the drinking game, it's going to be completely finish your drink when 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 Nate gives an off, off-branded. Oh, totally off number. Off-kilter. Oh, <laughs> off kilter number I gave this a 9 it is, it, it's awesome it's fun the next one though damn one of my favorite Metallica covers they've ever done it's the Diamond Head cover Am I Evil they did it all the way back during the original Kill 'Em All era and uh, it was released as a bonus track on Kill 'Em All but it was originally originally released on the Creeping Death B-sides um which I actually have back there. I'm not going to go get it, but I actually have the picture disc uh, so, uh, single. Oh, it's so sexy. Do, do you want me to get it real quick? Just really quick. Yep, yeah, yeah, it's quickly accessible. It's badass, guys. For, for, for the video, guys. Uh, quickly, while he's doing that, let me just say, and I'll repeat this probably for Brando, this song has been performed 743 times live by Metallica. Understand. So it's up there with, uh, with the last caress number of insanity. Wow, look at those legs, Brando. Sweet Jesus. How many times has it played live? 743. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, like, I'm not surprised by that. So this is... Ooh. Oh. Ooh. See, I'll actually take it out of the plastic for this one. 
I've never spun this, by the way. I this is um, I bought this used. Uh, this is um, th th this is a 1984. This isn't a, a like one of the reprints. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. That gorgeous. That oh, oh. And dude, I yeah, I found this at a record store down in Indy. And I got this before I got the Ride of the Lightning even. But I found it and I remember I, I sent a picture to Nate like as soon as I got it. Yeah, Side but, one, one song. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean That's it's, awesome. It's you know, it it's definitely a single and it's it, it's one of my prides pride and joys of my collection. Like you can't like come on. Like I found this. I paid thirty bucks for an original eighty four. It's in good condition. It's in really good condition because there's no, there's no visible scratches that I can see. It's been very well taken care of. Am I Evil is one of my favorite covers from all time. For some reason now, Nate and Nick have now sw switched spots on my screen. Did they switch spots? <laughs> they did. <laughs> Originally, like I so like on on the video podcast, Nate was now, Nate was on the bottom right now. And Nick and they they just swapped spots. I, I'm not sure why. Um, Nick disappeared for a second. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, maybe, well, maybe those. Oh, why. did I have a connection drama? I don't no. think so. He just video dropped out for a second. My phone back just went down to twenty percent. Maybe that messed it. Up. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe. I mean, we're almost through this one. So, "Am I Evil" is one was one of my favorite songs to play when we did it in in the old Draxus days. I always wanted to do the latter part of the song. We never ended up doing it because honestly. It's awesome. I love the intro. I love the the evil, heavy chunkiness. But the last part of the song is when it like speeds up and gets heavier. I really love that part. Um, yeah. Does anybody else have anything for this one? The very first time I heard this song was in June of 2010 at Eastside 10 Theater. Ooh, uh, big, big Four. Big Four. Big Four. And watching literally all of the big four perform this song. And I was like, holy shit, this song's cool. And then, of course, I, I went on to hear it. Because I think I think the original song is on uh, Guitar Hero Metallica. Yep. Um, and then, of course, I've just listened the hell out of this cover uh, throughout my listening of this album. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this was the original Diamond Head cover that they released. So it... This one was one of the of all the other songs that they did for Diamond Head way back in the day. This is the one that stayed true. That kind of, you know, that, that that they recorded that they felt uh, good enough to do in the studio. So, Nick, do you have anything on this one? It's awesome, all around awesome. badass solos for days. Solos for days. To, for me, this is certified banger right here. I'm totally certified banger. Um, I gave this one a ten. Nick, what'd you give this one? Eight. Eight. Dick. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. And Nate. I gave it a nine and I just want to quickly say that Brandon, you really said kind of everything I would have said about it because I do have fond memories from the Draxus days and, and, and it is an amazing song. So yes, nine is my rank and uh, diamond head killing it again. Uh, the next song was also along with that called blitzkrieg uh, from the band blitzkrieg. They are an English heavy metal band. Thanks Lars again <laughs> um, with this one. This is a badass tune. I, I, I actually love this song. I, I feel like this song doesn't get nearly as much love as, as Am I Evil. I get why Am I Evil is a little bit more known, but this song it's it's got a, it's got a vibe, it's heavy, 
uh, I love the bass in this. I I, I feel like Cliff kind of shy. This is a pretty short song compared to the other one. So, um, does anybody else have anything for Blitzkrieg? Was all those fucked up one place? <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I gave this one a nine. Uh, Nate, what'd you give this one? Eight. Eight and Dick. Eight. Eight and Nick. Six point five. Six point five. Blitzkrieg has been performed 83 times live. 83 times. The next song is another budgie cover, Bread Fan. This is the one where it, it's really weird because it's like at the end of it, it's like Mommy Wears Fluffy. <laughs> um, I never really got that. Maybe it's like if you know the band more, or but I don't know. Um <laughs> I believe I heard this song also on that radio show where you can like call in Metallica stuff. So it's not bad, man. It's all right. I, I like it. Um, I gave it an eight. Um, Nick. Uh, I give it a five. Um, I really like the, there's a cool little middle section. Yeah. But other than that, mostly forgettable. Weird name. Bread fan. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm looking Weird. up. I'm looking up. I'm trying to figure out where the whole fluffy thing's coming from. <laughs> like, uh, it it was a decent song. This is, uh, I'm guessing, during the Injustice era yep, yep. production because you you can tell with James's voice that he's got that Injustice production going on. Uh, it's either whatever. Justice or it actually is um, like puppets because it, it, again, about every album they do a cover or two to warm up in the studio. So I'm not sure if this is one of them for just for puppets or not, but it's around that this, same area. This was from a section they called the 88 to 93 B sides and one offs. Okay. So um, probably during the, and it was, era. yeah. Okay. So, um, really quick here, Nate, do you have a, uh, to have a, a rank? I would hope so. <laughs> it's 7.75. 7.75. Uh, how many how many times has this been played live, Nate? You're going to get shocked. 319 times. Wow. Nice. Brando's eyebrow was utter shock. <laughs> Just the eyebrow. Everything else was like, I don't know, I buy it. The eyebrow's like, no way. <laughs> Not today. Uh, Dick. What's your rank? Uh, I'm going to go with the six and a half. But I, okay, so uh, Mommy Wears Fluffy. This was actually intended to be the intro to the next track, The Prince. However, it was separated in the wrong place. The band decided not to correct this error when the tracks were included on their 1998 Garage Inc. compilation. Ah, huh. that's interesting. So The Prince. I don't know where it's from. <laughs> yeah. It don't make sense at all because it wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I figure out so, where it's from. It's got to be from like a movie or something. I don't know, but Diamond Head did the Prince. Uh, out of the Diamond Head covers here, um, I'd probably say this is my least favorite one. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about it. I wrote forgettable. Forgettable. So is your rank? A, is your rank a, a big old four? Oh shit! There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. Dick, do you have anything to say in the rank? Four. Four as well. And Nate, do you have anything to say in a rank? I don't have anything to say. I gave it a little bit of a nicer score, again, just because it's Diamond Head, and I feel like they deserve deserve better, I guess is the way to say that. Uh, and I gave it a seven. 
Seven. It's not a great song by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but it it's all right. Time's played. Uh, thirty three. Thirty three. I also gave it a seven, so it's there. Um, then the next track though, Stone Cold Crazy. Uh, this was done around the Black Album era, and I'm I'm a big Queen fan. I love Queen. Uh, there's probably not a Queen a Queen song that I don't like. I'll be honest. And the cool thing about Queen is that they are so every song is different. Uh, it right. is like from from different albums, different. They, like this is the most metal song they have. And then right around the corner, they have a song that is completely on the other side genrely of, of anything else. It's more operatic, or it's more uh, disco, or it's more uh, hip hop. It's 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 they're one of the most interesting and talented bands to ever exist. And they deserve every single accolade that they could ever get. I absolutely love Stone Cold Crazy. And um, I gave it a 10. So it, it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite Queen songs in general. But the fact that they cover this and they metal the fuck out of this song and just kill it. Uh, and yeah, uh, quick, a quick Jason story. We, we we were jamming on this at his house, and the you know exactly where I'm going with this, don't you? So yeah, take a shot for another Jason oh, story. Oh, I do. Uh, I, I think we were spending Smell the night like a dry fishbowl. Is the way he, he walked out of the room and he, <laughs> <laughs> the way he said it, smelling like a dry fishbowl. <laughs> just like, just, just, <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. Again, we get a lot of memories, a lot of cool Metallica memories with that guy. Uh, lo- lo- I love this shit to death but we'll go ahead really quickly if anybody has anything to say and say it we'll start with Dick uh, Queen's great you know <laughs> Metallica covering Queen it-, it only gets better okay would you give your rank I'm gonna go with an 8 an 8 alright we'll go to Nick next uh, put catchy as hell and awesome solos 6.5 6.5 and Nate I think it's important to note, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brando, Brian May actually is on this recording. Is that right? I I feel like he or somebody involved with Queen has something to do with the production of the Metallica cover. Maybe the R&D department can can, uh, refresh my mind on that exactly. I I know it's something like that. Uh, But the song has been played 154 times live. You are correct. During the Black Album is when this really uh, took off. And uh, I gave the song an 8.75. So what I have found here is that um, uh, James performed it once with Queen and Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath. Yeah. uh, uh, At the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. They also played the song as an encore during their 91 to 93 Black Album tour. And in, uh, it appears on the live ship Miz and Purse CD because of that. And on the 2009 live DVD, Francoise pour une nuit. I'm not, I butchered the hell out of that. Uh, and they played, and Hell Yeah has played Metallica's version of Stone Cold Crazy on the 07 Family Values Tour, sometimes referring to, to, the, un, to the title Stone Cold Wasted. So uh, I couldn't find anything about them being in, uh, directly involved with the recording, but. Um, it also won them a Grammy. Maybe it was that performance that I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, yeah. This uh, this cover won them a Grammy. So nice. Uh, pretty interesting uh, to that. Now, Nate, when, while I was looking that up, you you said your rank, and I need that one more time from you. Oh no problem. Eight point seven five, bud. Eight point seven five. I can't remember if I said my rank, but I gave it a ten because I absolutely love Queen, 
And that's that. Uh, so what is a very interesting... Oh, did you say how many times <laughs> it was played? 154, 154, I did say it. It was while you were r and Okay, so. all right. So So What is an anti-Nowhere League cover. And this is the most interesting cover on disc two. And it's... I don't... Dude, you have to have some of the most certifiable uh, confidence in, in yourself to be able to stand up on a stage and sing some of the lyrics in this song. And say it with a smile and with aggression because it is. Uh, <laughs> How many times did they play this? I specifically <laughs> remember the sucking an old man's cock. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And, I, and I've spewed up on a pint of piss. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a. Now, Dick, did you pay attention to any of the lyrics of this song? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> You just look very shocked and very like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, the song is just so abrasive. <laughs> it absolutely Jacked is. off until I bleed. Yeah. So what? I remember the first. So back in the day, uh, I had a friend, Nick, you know, this friend, Kyle Brown. He would. Um, so I would, every time I would go, this was back before you could just reply to comments on MySpace. You, could, you had to actually go to their MySpace page, post another comment then wait for their comment, and then it was just back and forth. So every time I had to go to his MySpace page, he had an HTML player playlist, and the song that played every... So anytime I would open his MySpace, so fucking what? <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and then one, just one of those times, I actually listened to the song. Like, I just let it play, because I'm like, okay, Metallica, cool. Whoa. <laughs> And that, then have to listen to it again. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, uh, it's fun. It is fun. It's a ride. It is fun. It's a ride. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They and and live, what? alive. They kill it, dude. They play this song live sometimes, and it's just, it's fun. It, it is surprisingly how many people get into it. So I gave it a nine. Uh, Dick, would you give it? I'm gonna go with uh, seven. Seven. And Nick, would you uh, give it? I gave it a six. Six. But I loved it. I thought it, I loved how weird it was. And uh, Nate, give me your thoughts. The number in the rank. So 307 live performances for So What. So he's sang those lyrics 307 times to <laughs> however many thousands or millions of people. Uh, so yeah, humongous balls for James there. Uh, so what is also the name of the Metallica book that came out in like 2006 or seven ish. That was like a compilation of a ton of pictures and behind the scenes stories. It was, it's one of my favorite pieces of like their history that I have. It's, uh, it was like an online magazine for them too. The yes. Magazine. Thank you. And they, they, comp- they compiled it into that collection. Uh, we as Draxus covered this song twice, uh, never live, but we covered it in the basement two times. I remember, and uh, that was fun. Uh, always we had to make sure my dad was not home because it's really difficult to cover that song and say those lyrics when he would have been upstairs. So, uh, <laughs> no, like, that is no whiskey. That is no whiskey, <laughs> whiskey and pajamas type deal there. He would have not known anything about the song. And he would have heard you downstairs saying, I fucked a sheep. <laughs> Fuck the goat. Yeah. Ram my cock right down his throat. So <laughs> I can see him walking down the steps. 
What? <laughs> oh, trust me. Um, not I'm not telling the big story here, but I remember I had a bunch of uh, lyrics printed off, right? Uh, from like it just in a notebook uh, from actual bands. I just uh, lyrics that you do that like, and for some reason somebody had given to me or I printed off the lyrics to "Piece of Shit Car" from from Adam Sandler. And my dad found them, and he and he thought I wrote them, <laughs> and he's like. He's like, why are you writing this shit at school? He got pissed <laughs> off. I'm like, it's not me, Dad. It's Adam Sandler. <laughs> he goes, why do you have them? I'm like, I don't know. And then he heard the song and thought it was hilarious. But like, he's like, <laughs> similar story. I printed off the lyrics to uh, Eminem, White America. <laughs> My grandpa sitting wow. there, and he's like, he's just reading them. He's like, now Blaine, I don't know who this is or why you have it but this guy does not seem like a very good role model for you. <laughs> and then he threw him in the trash. All right. <laughs> he threw him oh. in the trash. Okay. Um, I'll Nate. just keep listening to it. <laughs> Nate, give me your rank, bud. 7.5. 7.5. I'm actually, I like the song way more than you guys do. I, I gave it a nine. And now we're at Killing Time from Sweet Savage. They're a metal band from Belfast, North, Northern Ireland. Man, man. Uh, Thanks, Lars. Yeah, very, very Vivian interesting. Campbell. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Vivian Campbell. That's actually I, I did not know that from Def Leppard and uh, and and Dio. So that's yeah. kind of cool. That guy's been around. Yeah, man. Great guitarist. Um, a killing time. Does anybody have anything for this one? I really don't. I do have a quick story, Brando, that will take you back again. It's 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 all encapsulated with the band days back when we were young. Do you remember that one time I almost wrote this song, kind of? I do not. Okay, so I came up with a riff and brought it to practice, and I was like, you guys, this song is amazing. And this was the riff. Dugga, 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 But that's all I did. And as soon as I got that second thing out, I think it was either you or Jason stopped me, and you're like, dude, that's killing time. And I was like, what? And then you guys played it, and I was really, really heartbroken because it wasn't a song that I wrote at all. It was in my brain meets because it was a song I had already heard. And had, it just was rattling around in there and came Man, out one day. So I remember the one time we did that for Tony. Um, with, with, that's, with, a, that's a crazy one. Yeah. So Tony Tony accidentally wrote the Flood solo. Um, he never heard it before. He goes, check this out. And it was all time. I know, yeah. Voted, voted, you know, voted. voted. Yeah, and it's like, it was the same. I'm like, oh, cool, you learned floods. And he goes, what? And we played it, dude. He could have cried. He could have cried. He had no idea. He didn't even have uh, the Great Southern Trend Kill, so he could not have even really had access to it. No. It's not like Floods was something being commonly played on the radio, so really the happenstance of that happening was quite bizarre. Yeah. Uh, um, but we'll go ahead through if nobody else has anything. Uh, I gave this song a 7. Nate, what'd you give it? Uh, 18 live performances and a 6.75. All right, Dick, what'd you give this one? 6. 6 and Nick. Six. Six. All right. Now we are into the Motorhead covers. Um, now they did play these songs live. If if I they 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 played them at a Lemmy tribute type deal. And uh, 
so yeah, um, that's about all I have for some of these. They might have been on a on a uh, Motorhead tribute collection, but they were also they they were on like uh, uh, B sides and stuff like that. So Motor Headache is what this is called. Starting off with with one of the bigger Motorhead uh, singles, other than like maybe Ace of Spades, like Overkill. Um, does anybody have anything for Overkill? Um, it's so, a banging any, track. Yeah. Anything I say encompasses this entire EP, whatever this is. Uh, the music kicks ass. It's written by Motorhead. Of course it kicks ass. Vocals, not a fan. This is, not my, again, not my James Hetfield, but in a different way because he's just singing in that lower register, and I'm not – I'm just – He's trying to sound like Lemmy and it's just not working for James. You know, I would have much rather heard James put his own spin on these songs. And that's really all I got for it. All right. Uh, Nate, do you have anything? Just that. And, and to just quickly encompass like kind of what Dick said, but differently, I do like everything they did with the motor headache stuff. These were also hero of the day B sides that they were putting out. So it, it does encompass a couple different compilations across different things. All these songs have been performed at least once live. Yeah. Overkill is not like it might be their the, the biggest, most known uh, Motorhead cover, but for me, it wasn't where Metallica shined. Not on this song, at least. So that's my thoughts on Overkill. All right, and Nick. Uh, I like the solo. That's yeah. all I got. Sure. All right, Nick. We'll start with you with a rank. Five. Five. And Dick. Five. <laughs> five? Yeah, five. Okay. Five. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> and Nate. Seven point seven five. I gave this song a seven. The next song, also Motorhead, Damage Case. Um, 65 times live, by the way, Overkill. For Overkill. Wow, that's more than I th- would have thought. But <sighs> I know one time they 65. played some Motorhead. I know one time they did play some stuff with Lemmy. So, um... So there's that, you know, like, dude, you're, are you telling me you're not going to pull out some Motorhead covers if Lemmy's going to play with you? Come on. Yeah, come on. Uh, Damage Case is also not one of my favorite ones from this. Uh, just just quickly, I gave it a seven. Uh, Nick, do you have anything in a rank? No. No. Oh, but besides the rank, I got. I give it a five as well. Five. And Dick? I might give it a five. I don't have a lot of love for this part of the album. All right, and Nate? I kind of go against the grain here. First of all, three live performances, which is three less than I expected. I did not expect them to play this song live, but Damage Case is actually, of the four tracks, my favorite. I think it's the one that fits the band the best and does the most for what Metallica can offer. I gave the song an eight. It, it sounds very <laughs> load and reloadish. Uh, definitely. The next one, Stone Dead Forever, is my personal favorite one of the bunch. I think this song kicks. Um... This is the one song out of these four I will actively like either let it play or seek out. If I'm if I'm like man, I if I'm if I'm listening to to, to disc two or Garage Inc, I, I I'm actually looking forward to Stone Dead Forever. I gave it an eight. Uh, Nate, we'll start with you on this one. Stone Dead Forever. I gave a whopping seven point one five. Finish your drink. Finish the damn drink. Damn it. One five, yeah, it, okay. <laughs> How many times has this one been played live, Nate? 
twice. Only twice. All right. Uh, Dick, you got anything? Uh, I agree with you. Uh, If I'm going to show any love to any of these songs, it's probably going to be this one. So I'm going to go with a seven and a half. I actually really like Newstead's um, backing vocals. Yeah. And, and, and And the overall chorus is here. You know, whatever happened to your life? Stone dead forever. Oh, yeah. Just, it, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Out of the ones, I kind of feel like, uh, Nate, to disagree with you, I feel like this one, while Damage Case fits the era of Metallica really well, I feel like Stone Dead feel, uh, feels the most attitude from Metallica. Like, this is like, this is definitely a song they would do. Uh, Nick, you got anything for me there in a the rink? Uh, 5.25. Uh, I like the solos. I thought the ending was particularly cool. All right. And then the last one. We made it, guys. T- but not too late, too late. Because it is a, it, it, that, that's the name of the track. Too late, too late. Um, I, I don't have much to say here. I gave it a seven. We'll, we'll start with Dick on this one. I'm going to give it a four because I don't even remember it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's a nope from him. <laughs> uh, no. And we'll go with Nick. Uh, I didn't have any notes on it either, but um, I gave it a five. So okay. apparently it wasn't the worst thing I'd ever heard, but <laughs> also still not very memorable. All right. And uh, Nate. Well, it's not, not too late, too late for me. I think the song, uh, again, is fun. Uh, Metallica, you got to pay great tribute to a band like Motorhead. Motorhead is another band where I don't feel like I can torpedo them and give them a four on anything because it's fucking Motorhead. Like, and So I gave the song a 7.25. No offense to Dick and your raking. I don't want you to feel like I'm like attacking you personally. Oh, I get it. Uh, like, the I song... <laughs> No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't, because it's it's your own personal preference. But for me, again, it's just it's just where I came from when I gave my ranking. This song has been performed a shocking seven times, uh, which again is something I was not expecting when I was doing the research on the number of performances uh, that we had here. So yeah, we did it, guys. I think what Brandon, wait, wait, wait. What was your too late? Too late. It was seven. Okay. Okay. It was seven. Um, now so yeah, we just we did it. We yep. finished Garage Inc. We finished it out of the. All of the tracks here, I'll go ahead and, and we'll quickly try to find the lowest ranking one, <laughs> um, which appears at first glance here to be free speech for the dumb, <laughs> coming in at a 4.8. And the highest rating one is... Loverman. Uh, oh, no. Let's see, Loverman. <laughs> let's see, Loverman. Dude, it fit right in there at like, at like a five point eight, dude. It's it, 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 it's right in there like a glove. Um, but no, uh, the 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 second highest was turn the page at a full just an even nine, and then am I evil nine point one two. But we're gonna go to the album ranks. My ranking for the album was a seven point eight eight. Um, Nate's was a seven point nine. Dix was a 6.75, and Nick was 5.63 with a master rank of 7.04, which puts it right under Reload. Because yeah, Reload has a, has, has a 7. So it's the lowest rated, right? Uh, I do believe so. Yes, technically, yes. But also, this one doesn't count towards the overall. So, like, there's a lot of tracks here. A lot of tracks kind of brought it down. I guarantee you, if we sat here and you know for an extra hour and talked like 
our Super Garage Inc. one that would took the best ones, it would be a much better thing. But we're not definitely not going to do that. That's way too many tracks, way way too much time. But I had a lot of fun sitting down and talking to you. Didn't about... plan for it. Damn it. No. <laughs> I don't want to do it anyway. <laughs> like I have no desire. <laughs> I have no desire to sit here with all these tracks. You know, I mean, it, I just think it's super cool that they decided to do something like this where they like, you know what? We have all these covers. Let's go ahead and get her done and put them all out there. Cause you know, not, every, not all the fans have access to the singles. So, you know, let's just put them all out there in one big pile of shit. And that's exactly what James would say, <laughs> you know? And, um, the next time we come at you is going to be another, um, kind of bonus episode we're gonna be listening to to snm and that's gonna be really cool a lot of the songs we've already ranked but you know what the symphony might actually change how we feel about certain songs might give it a boost maybe it doesn't really fit well with the symphony and then of course there's one big reason why we're doing symphony is because there's two tracks here that are only on symphony and we didn't i personally didn't want to just do those two because there's a couple of songs in here i can tell you spoiler alert they're gonna get a score bump because I feel like they fit better here. So, looking forward to oh, talking. Oh yeah, we'll to you definitely guys. be talking about that. Yeah, very next soon. Time. Yeah, very soon, and I can't wait. Man, thank you guys once again for 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 toughing it out here on Rank 'Em All, the Garage Inc. edition. Damn near two hour podcast. I didn't think we would go this long, but damn it, we did. Uh, <laughs> we're trucking right through. Thank all you guys once again for joining uh, me here today, Nick. Thank you so much for being here. Oh yeah. Nate, thank you so much. Always, man. It's a pleasure. And Dick, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not. I thought he was going to say no. I thought he was just going to say no. (laughs) Thank you for for making this not a forgettable episode. But guys, we have survived (laughs) the Blitzkrieg that was Garage Inc. I say we survived the Lover Man. (laughs) We also survived the Lover Man. And hopefully this podcast renders unto you from all of us with our love for Nick, Nate, and Dick. I've been Brando right here at Rankin Mall. We'll see you next time with SM. Until then, metal on, guys. Keep it on. Go on. All that kind of stuff. Just outro words. Later. <laughs>